The Navarasas are in a sense in understanding the complexity of human communication. They are the emotions that keep us alive. While many of us are comfortable to let them flow freely, there are so many of us who find it difficult to express our emotions, leading to strained relationships, pent-up anger and loads of anxiety. Inspired by the Natyashastras that talk in detail about the Navarasas, scholars including Bharata, who belong to the 2nd century BC, indulge in great literary details about these emotions. These stories that portray each of the rasas have been chosen from the Mahabharata and have been integrated in a continuous, cumulative and inclusive narrative for us to be able to relieve these emotions and connect with them. Bhakti rasa refers to the different states of ecstasy which a bhakta or devotee experiences in his height of devotion to the Lord. The bhakta's ego merges with the soul, enabling him or her to enjoy the eternal, indivisible, supreme transcendental bliss of the divine. There is no more perception of I and you, and this and that, and mine and others. This frame of mind in itself is a great fortune, more precious than all the wealth in the world. Our rishis understood the unseen power of the Lord's grace and considered themselves the proud possessors of this eternal wealth and auspiciousness. This is the height of Bhagavad Bhakti and in the Mahabharata, the astute Bhakti of Draupadi towards Lord Krishna reflects the epitome of how surrendering to the Supreme will pave the path to one's peace and prosperity. However, there is another example of the Bhakti Rasa in the Mahabharata that nurtures and intensifies Arjuna's quest as the harbinger of the battle of Kurukshetra. The Vishwarupa Darshan of Sri Krishna, which is considered the supreme form of Vishnu, where he shows how the whole universe and all the other universes is described as contained within him. At the beginning of the Kurukshetra war, Faced with the dilemma of the inevitability of raising arms and spilling the bloods of his relatives, cousins and kinsmen and gurus, Arjuna is filled with despair and is completely despondent at the helplessness of his situation. So much so that he drops his weapons in the chariot and steadfastly refuses to pick them up and prepare for a war. At this juncture, Krishna counsels Arjuna about his duties as a warrior and as a Kshatriya prince, elaborating on a variety of philosophical concepts that we now know as the Bhagavad Gita. To convince Arjuna of his words, Krishna reveals his true divine form, his Vishwarupa to him. Arjuna experiences the vision of the Vishwarupa with divine vision endowed to him by Krishna. He sees Krishna with innumerable forms, with millions of eyes, with millions more faces, mouths and arms. Arjuna sees Krishna as all the creatures. He sees him as the mountains, as the trees and the oceans and rivers. He recognizes him as the infinite universe itself that has no beginning and no end. He contains all that is peaceful, 
as well as all the wrathful forms within him. He is neither a cowherd nor the charioteer that Arjuna knew. He is simply a magnificent being with countless legs and countless arms and countless heads, breathing fire, containing within himself all the things that exist, all the worlds, with all the animate beings and inanimate objects, all within him. It was an awe-inspiring sight, containing everything that Arjuna imagined and also everything that was beyond his imagination. Arjuna was so dazzled by the brilliance and the magnificence of this form of Krishna that all his doubts, fears and hesitation were immediately put to rest and he picked up his weapons to prepare for a combat. But this was not the only time that Sri Krishna showed his Vishwarupa Darshan. When the war was nearly proclaimed between the Pandavas and the Kauravas, Krishna was on the side of the Pandavas only because of their righteousness. But to evade the apparent annihilation due to this conflict between the Kauravas and Pandavas, he chose to attempt a final try to persuade the fiendish Kaurava rulers to acknowledge a harmony offer and avoid this war altogether. When Sri Krishna attempted for peace and when they were disregarded by Duryodhana time and again, he even went ahead to paint a picture of the combined might of what the Kauravas and Pandavas could do a hypothesis of what a collective kingdom with collective might could be. He tried to reiterate to Duryodhana in the Sabha that together the Pandavas and Kauravas would be unassassinable and they could rule the entire world. In the presence of so many highly respected kings, leaders and warriors, I am making a fervent appeal to Dhritarashtra honor this commitment and give the Pandavas their due share of the kingdom. This will avoid unnecessary bloodshed and ensure lasting peace. Looking at Duryodhana, Krishna says, Grant back Indraprastha to the Pandavas, Duryodhana, and become prepared to rule like an emperor of the entire universe. But Duryodhana vehemently opposed any talk of sharing the kingdom. He blurted out, Krishna, tell the Pandavas that they will not even get an inch of the territory. Come what may, we are prepared to fight. Krishna tries and replies, Do not think that the Pandavas are weak, Duryodhana. The might of Bhima and Arjuna and the righteous indignation of Dharmaraj Yudhishthira are capable of annihilating this entire world. But they desire peace in the interest of the entire human race. So once again, I appeal to your good sense and ask you to compromise. But Sri Krishna's words fell on the deaf ears of the power-high Kauravas. Not only did they sneer and revolt at Krishna's appeal, but they even plotted to take him their prisoner. It was at this point that Lord Krishna momentarily exhibited his true divine form, the Vishwarupa. He even granted the necessary eyesight to the blind Dhritarashtra so as to enable him to get a glimpse of his real form. 
The Kauravas were dazed at the size of his cosmic form, but stood standstill. They simply dismissed it as a wizardly stunt and ended up insulting him even more. Krishna finally departed Hastinapur, accompanied by Vidura and Satyaki, and having made a final bid for peace, he knew that the bloodshed was inevitable for the extinction of Adharma and the triumph of Dharma. The difference between Duryodhana and Arjuna lies in the approach towards their relationship with each other. While Duryodhana looked only at himself, only found his own intentions appropriate and only his goals truthful, Arjuna learned to see the path that his best friend was showing him. It did not take him too much convincing from Krishna to see that he was being shown the right direction. While showing of the Vishwarupa to Duryodhana turned out to be futile, the portrayal of his Vishwarupa form in front of Arjuna enables him to establish that surrendering to the Supreme alone can help one to perform one duty and only that is of paramount importance and only that is the walk to the path of dharma. Even Arjuna, overcome with a new-found faith, an unflinching devotion and a powerful innate confidence in Krishna, surrenders to him, allowing him to lead the way. And that is the true essence of bhakti the eternal love between the Lord and his Bhakta.